My name is Prince Dr. J, and I'm not allowed to listen to single simulcasts. Why not? Because I'm not over 18. So if you're not over 18, what's that mean? You're not allowed to listen to single simulcasts. Or what? The dream team? What'll happen if you listen to either one of those? I don't listen. But what would happen if you did listen? What do you think would happen? What's the worst case scenario if you listen to those shows? What do you think would happen to you? It would get boring. Damn. What do you think? (laughs) One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast, episode 200, Fat Man Wild Rashani. Um, so I was cooking Thanksgiving dinner a few days ago. Let me be honest, I cooked the turkey and the ham. Nisha did all the hard work, all the heavy labor, all the uh, baking. Us uh, barbecuers were like, ah, nah, I can't uh, wait to start cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Y'all going to be so shook by what I bring out for Thanksgiving. It's going to be so good when it hits your table. And then all we make is the, the turkey. And big mama or or your wife or your mom or your uh, spouse or your uh, life partner, whoever, they're the ones who do all the uh, baking and the uh, cooking and the everything. So this year, being madly aware of the fact that the only thing I did for Thanksgiving was uh, put a turkey on the grill to smoke for seven hours, um, I asked Nisha if she needed any assistance with anything. And she was like, yeah, sure. You can um, go ahead and break down those collard greens for me. And I was like, cool, I could do that, no problem. I set up my music and everything, and um, I was ready. I, I was in a good place, and I was prepared to go ahead and get that taken care of for her. And as I was ripping apart these collard greens it really struck me that they really gave us any and everything to eat back in the day in in slave times and we really just made it work because there's no way that you can't tell me that a collard green is nothing more than a prehistoric leaf none I've looked at it from every single angle. I've ripped them apart over and over again. I ripped apart like 10 bushels on a Wednesday with my bare hands and then washed those and broke them down some more and then put chili peppers and and neck bones into a pot with them. And you just cannot tell me that we're not eating leaves from a tree. Collard greens look like big old just regular tree leaves like I'm looking at a tree leaf right now and I'm looking at a collard green leaf and they look exactly the same except for the collard green leaf looks exactly like those ones that they ooh they look exactly like the ones that they used to fan Cleopatra with in the movie what collard greens dude they're historical now and 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 so I was sitting there looking at them and I was like 
in any other situation, in any other circumstance, if you told a kid that they were eating leaves, they would not be happy. But you sat down collard greens in front of somebody, and it's just the best thing ever. And that's when I had to marvel at the ingenuity of black people. Because if you gave me a bowl full of leaves and said, do something, I'm going to look at you and look at the ball and look at you and look at the ball and look at you one more time. And then I'm going to give you the finger and then I'm going to get my foot cut off, probably get whipped too maybe hung i don't know what they do for a finger back in the day i wonder if the finger was a bad thing back in slavery days or if it just meant be strong and that's why they shut it down and said it was a bad thing because we were together we were united in our solidarity we had the one finger salute that told each other to stay strong god is with you and if you put up both of them that meant help was coming be at the tree at noon. No, be at the tree at one because one of them looks like a tree. You know, two middle fingers. One looks like a tree. The other one looks like a one. And then they shut it down and told people, hey, Jeremiah's been saying bad things about you. I didn't hear him say nothing. He's been saying bad things about you with that finger. You don't want him using that finger on you. You don't want that finger to become a part of society. You're absolutely right. I'm not even happy about this at all. And then the finger turned from a uh, guide to Harriet Tubman's location and it turned into something bad. And then all of a sudden people were throwing cotton at each other on the fields while the white people just sat there and laughed. I wonder if the only thing we ever had to do was pick cotton. That's all they ever talk about was us picking cotton. Like that was it. Like that was a whole crop cotton picking niggers all y'all did was pick cotton you need to go back home and pick some cotton what if my family picked tobacco hmm didn't think about that did you what if we were tobacco niggers maybe that's why my great great grandfather got the cancer because he was a tobacco picking and i wonder if when they were picking tobacco if they had to monitor them more closely because if you try tobacco all of a sudden you get addicted to the tobacco i wonder if black folks are smoking tobacco off in the trees just stuffing a little bit in their pocket like you know pookie on new jack city stuffing the crack down his into his mouth because they wouldn't check him stuffing crack into his mouth of course um i wonder if they were like somebody took a pinch of it it got into their mouth and they were like hmm spit a little bit of it out, got addicted, and then all of a sudden they were just taking some off the top. I wonder. They haven't taught us a lot about our black history. Like, I know that there are more than cotton and tobacco out there. Who picked the watermelons? Who picked the corn? I know white folks weren't doing none of that. I know they weren't. Did they trust us? I mean, they trusted us to breastfeed their children, so, which will never stop being just really, you wanted to hate us, malign us, and kill us in the worst way, but you had our grandmas, our grandmothers uh, breastfeeding your children, and speaking of grandmothers, um, one thing that I'm doing currently, and uh, I actually need to hit her up to go back over there for the second session, is... um, my grandma, my granny is 78 years old and just awesome, awesome in every single way. Um, so I've been going to her house and recording her memories. 
you know, just just her life story, uh, what she remembers. And, and I think that it's very important that I get her memories and her history because her memories and her history are all that we're going to have. And it could be lost so quickly, you know, and and so I think that it's imperative that my kids know what was really up back in the 30s and in the 40s and in the 50s, you know, that they don't think that it was always just beautiful out there. I mean, my kids don't think it's beautiful right now, let's be honest, Um, that they don't think that it wasn't always messed up. Yesterday, uh, Kenny, Triple Kenny, was at his uh, basketball game. He plays on this freshman uh, basketball team for Sac High. I'm very proud of that because Sac High is like a basketball factory. So for him to make it, that's big. And um, at one point, Kenny had gotten fouled, and they were down by uh, like four points. And um, his mom, Nisha, uh, while he was shooting free throws, she stood up and said, These free throws matter, Kenny. Take your time. Make these shots. These free throws matter. And I turned to her and I said, all shots matter. That's right. White people applaud me. I'm finally getting the idea. So, um, yeah, I just, I just, it's, it's interesting to me how we as a people, how I, let's be honest, because I don't know y'all at all. And every time I think I know y'all, I ter- it turns out I really freaking don't. And, uh, yeah, that's how people get beat up. Um, was so quick to dismiss and uh, discard Bill Cosby. Was so quick to get on people who were caping for Cosby. Uh, was so quick to dismiss and malign Jared Fogle. Is that his name, the dude from Subway? Um, was so quick to dismiss and malign a lot of people while still holding on to R. Kelly. I mean, Bill Cosby accused of rape by like 55 women. And I'm like, yeah, he's got to go stand with the stand with the ladies. Uh, they're not all going to make up the same story, are they? That's impossible, which they, which it is. And um, I still stand by that. If you don't stand by that, that's you. But I'm like, yo, Cosby's got to go. Uh, Jared Fogle, um, I still feel like he should have gotten even more time than the 15 years. Uh, he's got to go. It's just not even an option. R. Kelly is still walking around. R. Kelly is still walking around. Let me rephrase that. R. Kelly is still walking around with a bunch of women chasing him, with a bunch of men chasing him, too, because they're fans, and a bunch of young women, a bunch of little kids, a bunch of girls, a bunch of 14 and unders chasing after him, asking him for his autograph. Think about that. A person who's been to court for uh, being a pedophile and for uh, having sex with a 14-year-old girl and for urinating on her and everything like that is still walking around the streets actively being pursued by kids that he wants to prey upon. 
And nobody has a problem. I mean, I'm not going to say no one has a problem with that, but I just push it out of my mind. You know, it was like, okay, um, I'm, I understand where y'all are coming from in regards to your anger with Robert Kelly. But seriously, have you heard his second album? Have you heard the R album? Maybe not his second album. Who really cares? You got to hear those, the first three songs. I'm not going to hold on to your love. And it's just so great. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he did that. But this CD is just everything. Except for that, you remind me of my Jeep song. That's just a stupid song. But everything else. And Step Into My Room is also a dumb song. He had a lot of dumb songs that we never said anything about. But he went to court once that we know of that was like on TV. And by the way, I just want to say again, if you saw that video, really, really. Not just because you're watching a uh, 14-year-old girl have uh, sex with a grown man, but because you are actively, like, involved in the humiliation of this young girl who was assaulted. Moment of silence for your uh, compassion. Um... So I've been just skipping along this merry path with uh, R. Kelly and his music and just thinking to myself that in the back of my mind, this is why am I listening to this? You know, now let me be honest. Let me be completely, let me keep it 100. I wasn't even thinking about that. When I listened to his music, I didn't think about nothing that was happening to anybody else. It was just good music. I heard good music and I enjoyed that good music. And like it would pop up on a playlist and I would never turn it off. I would never turn away. I would never switch to something else. And it never came to my mind that this guy, this guy right here who I'm listening to, this guy right here has a desire to assault young ladies. This guy right here has not only has not only has a desire, this guy right here has actually followed through with assaulting multiple young ladies. And we heard about one, and again, we went right back to the music, but there's been multiples. There has been many, 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 many young ladies who he's assaulted. For example, R. Kelly married Aaliyah. You know, people already are aware that um, it's actually become, I don't even know if it's a running joke or something that he married Aaliyah and then the album AJ Nothing But A Number came out. Um, he met her when she was 12, married her when she was 15, and he was 28. Um... Barry Hankerson, Aaliyah's uncle and R. Kelly's then-manager, wrote a letter to Kelly's attorney in an attempt to get Kelly psychiatric help for his, quote, compulsion to pursue underage girls. Tiffany Hawkins sued R. Kelly, alleging that beginning when she was 15 years old, he repeatedly had group sex with her and other underage girls. 
Patrice Jones sued R. Kelly, alleging that beginning when she was 16 years old, Kelly had sex with her repeatedly, impregnated her at 17, and then forced her to have an abortion. According to Jones's lawyer, quote, this abortion haunts her to this day. She's under psychological care now. It's changed her life. Tracy Sampson sues Kelly, alleging that when Kelly began having sex with her when she was 17 years old, as an intern at Epic Records, Kelly impregnated her. Chicago prosecutors charged Kelly with 21 counts of child pornography, centered around a tape that reportedly shows Kelly having sex with and urinating on his goddaughter, who was 14 years old at the time. According to Jim Derogis, or Jim Derogis, uh, you watch the video for which he was indicted, and there's a disembodied look of the rape victim. He orders her to call him daddy. He urinates in her mouth and instructs her at great length on how to position herself to receive his gift. It's a rape that you're watching. End quote. Kelly is acquitted after his attorney successfully argued that the tape could have been manipulated to make the man in it look like Kelly. During the, least, during the trial, Lisa Van Allen testifies that she began having sex with R. Kelly when she was 17 years old and had participated in group sex along with the 14-year-old girl on the tape. In her testimony, Allen also says that she once broke down crying during a tape sexual encounter and Kelly became, began, became angry because the footage was now useless. Quote, he couldn't watch that. He couldn't do anything with that, she said, end quote. Kelly is arrested in Miami on 16 additional charges of child pornography. Authorities claim that they found multiple photos of nude underage girls and photos of Kelly involved in sexual content with the female minor while searching his residence. The charges are dismissed because the search warrant was deemed to be invalid. An unnamed young woman alleged in a more than 100-page lawsuit that when she was 14 years old, uh, Kelly discovered her at Chicago school, Kentwood Academy, and began to have sex with her along with other underage girls he recruited from the school, giving them sneakers and other gifts. She says she's scarred by the experience and later attempts to kill herself by by slitting her wrists. In 2004, another sex tape leaks, and the woman in that tape, Deleon Richards, says that she began having sex with Kelly a decade earlier when she was a teenager. According to D. Rogatis, there has been, quote, dozens of girls, not one, not two, dozens, with harrowing lawsuits, end quote, all which have been settled by Kelly. D. Rogatis, we're, we're just going to stick with D. Rogatis. D. Rogatis also recounts that he routinely fills calls from other women who say that they can't sleep because they're haunted by Kelly's sexual abuse of them as a teenager. It is important to quote to note that all of the examples above, dozens of examples, only include women who went as far as filing lawsuits against Kelly. There are also reportedly several other examples in which Kelly settled with women before a lawsuit was filed and droves of other women allegedly abused by Kelly who never pursued any action against him. For example, a woman told the Chicago Sun-Times that Kelly began having sex with her when she was 17 after they met at a video shoot. Another said she was involved in group sex long Hawkins. Another said she was one of the other girls from Kentwood Academy who Kelly routinely had sex with. And Chicago area police twice investigated Kelly for completely separate incidents than the incident he was eventually charged for, but dropped those charges when the women declined to press charges. 
Kelly's longtime publicist, Regina Daniels, abruptly quit saying that Kelly had crossed the line by having sex with their then college age daughter, whom Kelly had known since she was seven. These are all little kids. These are all little girls. And we've just brushed all of them past because of the music. All of it. And I am so just shaken by that. Because very likely, very likely, and can't confirm it, but very likely... All of these young ladies were young black girls. And all of them were assaulted by R. Kelly. And we just kept the music playing. And you know what? I have been doing a disservice by listening, and, and, and I'm sure that there's some folks listening out there um, that are just like, you're not that big of a person. You're not that important. You're not that uh, special. Well, this is my show, and I'm important on my show. I might not be important on anyone else's show, but that's why I'm not usually on anyone else's show. This is my show. And on my show, I want to apologize for ever have played R. Kelly's music on here. And I want to say that I won't again. I can't. There's no way that this man should be able to walk around free while all these young ladies' lives are forever altered by his horrible, horrible, horrible attacks. And I stand with these young ladies. And I stand behind them. And I'm hopeful that one day R. Kelly will be in jail right next to Jared. I'm not even going to joke about that. I am hopeful every day that he's just going to finally run out of luck or run out of whatever he sold his soul for. And he'll end up in jail right next to Jared. Fat Man Wild, spin the beats. It's single simulcast. This is single simulcast with my daddy Rashadi. Peace. No, I'm not colorblind. I know the world is black and white. Try to keep an open mind, but I just can't sleep on this tonight. Stop this train. I wanna get off and go home again. I can't take the speed it's moving in. I know I can't, but honestly. Won't someone stop this train? Don't know how 
in the church, now the earth's the worst. Touch a purse when we lurk, cause we curse from work. Trying to party like a motherfucker, broke as a joke. Don't hire me, but you arrest me when I'm selling my dough. So who's the Einstein? And nine nine, take nine nine, crime mind in my prime right time. I'm mixing 151 with Malibu rum and pineapple juice among all my angels and wicked ones. Oh, be the party people night and day. Yeah, living crazy is the only way. Einstein. Get it where I got you when I'm on it. Yeah. Einstein. Rock it like you motherfuckers want it. Who got this motherfucking house on lock? Who? Einstein. Simulcast episode 200 Fat Man Wild Rashani You Thanks uh, Single Simulcast at gmail.com 916-572-9016 uh, Check us out on Facebook uh, Facebook.com Backslash Single Simulcast uh, Check us out on Twitter uh, At Single Simulcast No underscore or at Rashani um, Like to send Thank yous to everybody who listens to the show. Um, I appreciate it. So I realized a couple, well, actually I realized last night because it takes a little while for it to really set in, but I realized last night I was aware of it a couple days ago, but I realized last night that I am old. And the way that I know that I am old is because, um, well, let me start at the beginning. When I was a little kid, uh, we used to sit down at my grandma's house or at, well, yeah, my grandma's house um, and watch movies, watch TV, watch whatever was on TV. And um, 
sometimes we'd just be in there chilling. Uh, sometimes we would be in there being forced to watch the news or something. And at the age of like six and seven, the news is torture. If you really want to torture your child without them being able to call the feds on you, make them watch the news and uh, take the remote and take the cable box remote because they can't change the channel on the cable box anymore just by pushing the button. There's no way to change the channel on a cable box uh, if you don't have the remote. So put it on uh, news, CNN, uh, headline news, uh, C-SPAM, something like that, and take the remote and hide it. And your kid will be suitably punished for the rest of the day. Um so we would either be watching something that we liked or we'd be watching the news and sometimes we'd be watching by ourselves but sometimes my grandma or my grandpa would come into the uh, room that we were in and they would watch with us and they would sit down in their chair they had a, a easy lounger or a barca lounger or a, a recliner or whatever you want to call it uh, that was much better than the floor that they made us sit on or the plastic that they made us sit on on top of the chair that they didn't actually sit in the chair that they sat in was always comfortable the one that everybody else had had plastic all over it um but yeah they'd sit down in their chair with the nice fluffy pillow behind the neck and they'd say it was for support my grandfather actually had a chair that massaged like it was the best. Uh, it actually, you could flip a switch and it would warm up, and you could flip another switch and it would massage. And it was like in 1991 or 1989 that he got this chair, and we were told implicitly to never sit in it. So instead, we just climbed all over that mud because we were horrible grandchildren at times. Most times we were great, but sometimes awful. And by us, I mean me and my brother, the punk ass. He's not getting out of it that easily. Um, but he had a chair that would massage and it would heat up and, and, and just roll up and down the back. And if I knew then what I knew now, I would make sure that I didn't sit in that chair. And then I would get that chair somehow so I didn't have to buy that chair because now I want that chair. But he or my grandma on that side or my grandfather and grandmother on my mom's side would sit down and start watching whatever we were watching. And inevitably, uh, at some point, they would just conk out. They would just fall asleep. It was gone. And it doesn't matter if it was the news, which was something they liked, or cartoons, which was something that they couldn't stand. Within about 30 minutes of them sitting down, they were gone. And I was like, doggone it, y'all. Y'all can't make it through nothing. Well, a couple nights ago, my mom came over. It was uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. She came over Thanksgiving and ate um, and then came back later on that evening. And um, was it Thanksgiving? No, no. It was actually uh, Black Friday. Yep, sorry. Thanksgiving, she came over and ate. And when she was leaving out, we were talking about her coming back the next day and watching movies. Uh, Mission Impossible, uh, something or other. And... Um, so she came back the next day and brought a pizza and everything. And we sat down to watch Mission Impossible, which is, from what I hear, a great movie. And we sat down to watch it and we had pizza and we had salad and it was great. And the sound surround sound was up and everything was booming and the bass was pumping. And I sat down in my nice, soft, comfortable, reclining chair and was gone. I mean, I, I, I may or may not have snored through the movie. I may or may not have drooled. But I sat down and I was 
out. And 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 in my defense, we started watching the movie at like eight thirty at night. You know, it wasn't like it was early. Maybe that was why, because I had been up all night long cooking the turkey the day before, and then I had to get up early that day to uh, take care of something. I don't remember what, but that might be my excuse. Um, also, uh, might've been an excuse of the fact that I just was tired, I guess, but you know, I was like, okay, I was tired. That's the reason why I fell asleep and missed a lot of that movie. Hope it was good, whatever, whatever. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'll watch my next movie during the day. You know, that way it won't be an issue. I will watch my next movie at like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'll still be wide awake and I can get through it and everything will be great. So yesterday, uh, my beloved wife made some popcorn and um, I was like, dude, popcorn, because I was actually playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3 because they had um, double experience points on weapons and whatnot. So I was trying to proceed. I'm like, you don't care. And um so she brought me some popcorn and I was like, cool, popcorn. What goes with popcorn? A movie. So I decided to go downstairs and watch a movie with my kids. And so I was like, hey, kids, I'm going to watch like I'm going to say the name out loud. So then y'all can say that he the movie. Sorry, not falling for it. So um, sit down with the kids to watch this movie and we're all excited and the movie seems to be great and everything and it's still early enough in the day that I should be wide awake and so of course I fell asleep fell asleep passed out woke up um Here's the way that my sleep patterns work at movies because I found I've realized that I do this at, at the drive-in as well. I do this everywhere now. This kind of my thing. We sit down to watch a movie. I will see the first 30 to 45 minutes of the movie. I will then fall asleep and wake up about halfway through the movie, but at a point that looks exactly like it could be connected to the point that I fell asleep at. So I think I just blinked. And then I'll fall asleep again and I'll wake up right before the credits. Like every single time. Boom, boom, boom. Every time. So um, we're watching that one movie and I, I do that. And I was like, dang it. But the kids are still awake. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make them go to bed because it's, it's like the four-day weekend and it's Saturday. So I put another movie on. I put on uh, Inside Out. And I got about 30 minutes through it fell asleep again actually woke up on the couch and everything was dark <laughs> and uh i woke up you ever sleep so long that you wake up and you think that like you missed a day so i woke up and i'm stumbling back up the stairs and stuff back to the room and everything and i get in bed i say i'd have to say that i'm old like, I can't make it through movies anymore. And it's sad because there's so many great movies that I just want to check out. But I got to now. I can't go to the movies at night anymore. I got to, I gotta like, take a half day at work to go to the movies so I don't fall asleep. And that's not the way that these things should work. I should be able to stay up till, like, 4 o'clock in the morning watching movies. I can stay up till, like, 3 o'clock in the morning playing video games. Some nights I stay up so long that I have to go jerk off just so I get tired so I can go to sleep. It's not even about sex. It's a sedative. It's like my wife wakes up and sees me and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm trying to go to sleep. 
I'm old. I fall asleep everywhere. It's horrible. I ate at my job once and fell asleep an hour later and woke up and checked around to see if my boss had hurt me and walked into his office and he was asleep too. He's 60. I'm old. And you know what? I am constantly aware of my oldness. And it just sits on me. Um, I think about death a lot now too. That's the other reason why I know I'm old. I start prepping my kids for it. I've told Nietzsche I'm going to die at the age of 40. Devin started counting on his fingers because he told me he'd be, I'd be dead by the time he was 18. And so I told Nietzsche we need, we need to start writing out a will. And I started laying all this stuff out to her. And basically I started singing it tomorrow never comes. And she's like, don't do that. And I'm like, you need to be prepared. So then if I die, you're, you're, you're not surprised. Which is probably a horrible thing to say to people. I'm not sure because nobody said it to me, but I say it to her. Like, we need to get the will done. We need to get this, that, and the third done because I, I sound like Buster Rhymes out there. There's only three years left. So <laughs> if I make a past 40, we'll celebrate. If I die, I called it, and I'm a prophet. Because everybody wants to be remembered. And if nothing else, they will stand at my funeral. No, I want to be cremated. They will stand at my memorial. No, I want them to have a barbecue. They will stand at my barbecue. I better not be the ashes. They will stand somewhere and they will say, that nigga called it. I mean, I thought that nigga was joking, but he really called it. January 17th, he started coughing. January 18th, he was gone. It's just like, that. how did he, how, that's remarkable. You know what? I'm going to go console his wife. And she'll have t-shirts that say he called it Roshani. Date born, date dead. And on my tombstone, he well, there wouldn't be a tombstone because I want to be cremated. But on my urn, he called it. Nobody else thinks about that kind of stuff? Okay, just check it. Um, you should, though. Everybody wants to be a prophet. Um, so... You ever have a dream that's so great and then you can't remember any of it and you just wake up mad because there's bits and pieces? Well, I had a dream that I did this show and it was literally the best show ever. I mean, I did episode 200 of Single Simulcast. That's why I'm actually recording episode 200 of Single Simulcast because I dreamed that I recorded episode 200 of Single Simulcast and I was laughing all the way through it and there was a ton of great insight and jokes and humor and all that and the only thing that i remember now that i woke up is there's a way to make nascar racing better and that is active shooters um if every um driver has a pit crew every driver should also have a shooter in the audience um, who's able to shoot an EMP that affects everybody's car but the shooter or but the driver. And so the EMP will last for like three seconds. And it will disable the car, uh, all the cars, except for that one car, and then the, the driver would get a boost. But in return for the driver getting that boost where everybody else's car stops moving for like three seconds, that driver's speed drops from... 120 miles an hour to 90 which sounds like a lot but 
they're going 120 miles an hour. So if you're in last place, that'll give you enough time to get to the front. And if you're in the middle of the pack, or if you're in the last place, it'll give you enough time to get to the middle of the pack. If you're in the middle of the pack, it'll get you in the front. If you're in the front, it'll get you like three seconds ahead going 90 miles an hour. I think that'll be just like the bestest. I would watch if NASCAR and all these other uh, race car things did um, active shooters where they were able to shoot EMPs into the into the cars and disable everybody. That would be great. And 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 if they could like um, throw out banana pills onto the track, oh. And and I mean, I'm not saying like heat-seeking missiles or anything like that. Just like something that'll spin your car out. I don't want you to get hurt. I just want your car to get disabled and then people um like <sighs> I do want you to get hurt. I'm sorry. I just think the NASCAR would be so much more interesting if people were able to shoot at each other with red to uh red turtle shells. And if there were just like obstacles bouncing all over the track. And if you had to hit ramps and stuff like that, I would watch. There used to be a, a TV show. For a while there, Sci-Fi was putting out all sorts of TV shows that were just off the beaten path. And one uh, Sci-Fi TV show that they had was a game show that was just like a live action video game. I don't know if anyone else ever saw it, uh, but they had a... a, a TV show where there will be like people who would act like bots and they would come after uh, the people who were in the actual game. The game was called Chase. And what would happen is that you would um, be on a map uh, or in an area and people would uh, have. 60 minutes to survive without getting caught by a hunter because there were hunters on the board kind of like the ghost in pac-man and um each player was equipped with a map a phone to receive game updates from the host because the host would say here's a bonus objective that you have to get to um and then they would have a backpack and inside of the backpack there would be a special uh item that they would need for the game um, there were flags that would earn the players more money. Um, it was just dope. It was dope. I wanted to be on a game show so badly when I was young that I would do anything. Like, I would try and fool my parents into driving me to Los Angeles because I just knew that all of the Nickelodeon stuff was was uh, filmed at Universal Studios. And when my brother pointed out to me that it was saying Universal Studios Florida, I wept real thug tears. Like, I just knew that I was going to get on Double Dare. And I just knew that I was going to get on to uh, Nick Arcade. And, oh, man, just knew it. Right now, I'm still mad that I never got a chance. I deserve it. For my 50th, for my 40th, nope, I'll be dead. For my 39th birthday, I want to put on a game show party. I want to do that. I know, right? I digress. Anyway, um, so yesterday, uh, Gogo and I were at the library because we like books and we like free and we like free books. So, um, went in there and I was talking to her a couple days earlier about how I used to uh, go to Barnes and Noble and get a stack like 
10 to 15 books. I would go on there. I'd, I'd tell uh, my mom that I was, uh, I'd be back later. Like this is back when I was a teenager. Uh, I'd tell her I'd be back later. And she'd be like, where are you going? And I'd be like, uh, my mom be back about 15 minutes. And um, take the car and go to Barnes & Noble and just grab like 10 books. And I mean, like Dean Koontz, James Patterson, uh, Jess Mowry, um, Jeffrey Deaver. I would just, I mean, these are like full on 400 page novels. You know, I would grab books and I would go and sit down uh, in a chair and put my stack of books up on the table that they always had in there. And I would sit and I would read and it would be the best thing ever. I don't know how bookstores made money. Because I never went in there with the intent to read books. I went in there with the intent to listen or to, to, I mean, I never went in there with the intent to buy books. I went in there with the intent to read books. It's, it's, it's not a good business plan. The warehouse in Sam Goody never gave you a station where you could just put the CD into the port and just sit there and listen to CD after CD after CD. And if they did, it would have been bad form. You know, even now, uh, iTunes and Amazon Music, whatever, they don't give you the whole song to hear. They'll give you a sample, a snippet, and it's usually not even a snippet you want to hear. You don't even know if it's a song you're looking for because you can't choose the 10 seconds you want to listen to. So right when you think it's getting to the course, it'll just stop. But anyways, I uh, went to the bookstore and I would sit down and I would read all day long. Literally, I love reading. It's the best thing in the world ever, period, other than my kids and my wife and my life. And um, it's Sunday, so and God. Um, all day, all day, all day. And one thing that always struck me as curious was that... Uh, they would have a fiction section and they would have a sci-fi section and they would have a religious section and they would have an educational section. They would have a kid section. They would have a cooking section and they would have a languages section. They would have a how-to section. They would have a magazine section. They would have a sports section and they would have a comedy section and they would have an urban fiction section. And the urban fiction section was nothing but black authors um sometimes um writing about drug stories sometimes writing about gang stories sometimes writing about love stories sometimes just writing about people growing up in the neighborhood or friends four friends or five friends or whatever sometimes it'll be about sports sometimes it'll be about whatever but it always was able to be found in the urban fiction section of the bookstore and when i was younger you know i never really sat back and thought about it too much i would just pick up the books and sit down and read them and then put them back and 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 actually let me be honest i would just leave them on the table and dip but um never really thought about it until i got older i don't think about a lot of stuff until i get older you know it, it dawns on me when i get older that certain things are just messed up and nobody ever says anything about it. And if somebody says something about it, does anybody else listen? But urban fiction. And somebody told me, um, you know, maybe that's just the way it's supposed to be designated. Maybe that's the way that they wanted it laid out. And, you know, at first I thought about that. 
and I thought maybe, but then, um, no, just no, because here's the thing about it. Any urban fiction story that you see, any of them, there is a white version of the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a white version of the same. So if there's a story about uh, kids growing up in the drug game and blah, 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 and whatever, and it's written by a black person, it's an urban fiction. But if there's a story about kids growing up in the drug game and blah, 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 and it's written by an Italian person, it's called The Godfather. And it's in fiction. If there's a story about kids uh, being in love and and living their life and having relationships with their friends and uh, just their day-to-day struggles as young black adults, it's an urban fiction by Carl Weber, by Mary B. Morrison, by whomever. It's an urban fiction. But if there's a story about kids being in love and going about their day-to-day and just being young adults and it's written by an Asian person, it's called the Joy Luck Club. If there's a story about um, black people uh, becoming musicians and their struggle to come up as artists and how they have to deal with that one person in the hood who's always hating on them or whatever or whatever, it's Eric Jerome Dickey and it's in urban fiction but if there's a story about a plucky white kid who just wants to be a musician and he has people who are looking out for him and people who are looking down on him on every way shape and form it's written by Sophie Kinsella and it's in fiction I don't understand why there's an urban fiction designation at all And at first I thought that it was because, you know, bookstores have to put things somewhere. But then I realized these are fiction. These are fiction. Did you know LeVar Burton wrote a book? Like, did you? If not, hold on one second. Let me let me get you some more information about uh, LeVar Burton's book that he wrote, which I read when I was much younger. And it it maintains it lasts is one of my favorite books of all time but hold on LeVar Burton's book sci-fi okay Okie dokie. Let's see what came up for LeVar Burton's book, Sci-Fi. LeVar Burton wrote a book called Aftermath. It's available on Amazon. I recommend it to everybody because I really enjoyed reading it. Um, Really enjoyed reading it. It actually came out in like 1997. So it was one of the first sci-fi books that I read when I was a kid. Or, yeah, when I was a kid. But it was so great. And um, it was about... A civil war uh, that pit black folks against white folks. Um, and there was like a, a after a horrible earthquake that occurred. 
Um, Salvation resides in the hands of a black woman scientist, Dr. Renee Reynolds, inventor of a neuroenhancer that cures all diseases. When she's kidnapped, her telepathic cry for help reaches three people who travel across the country to save her. The Library Journal says that this book's that LeVar Burton's characterizations are shallow, transitions between events betray a TV-like impatience, and the plot was rendered better in Jerry Purnell and Larry Riven's Lucifer's Hammer. Buy only on demand. I thought this was one of the best sci-fi books that I had ever came across as a kid. Period. Period. And, and... To see what other people think about it, that's another reason why I hate social media so much and and the internet while I use it every day. But because it gives the opportunity for people to anonymously post their ideas. And so I realized that my thoughts on it weren't the same as other people's thoughts, which doesn't change my thoughts. But I digress. This is sci-fi, right? It reads like a sci-fi, right? It's in the urban fiction area. And so my beloved daughter and I went to the library and um, we're prepared to um, we're prepared to get books. She got uh, four books. I got three books. No, I got two books. The thing about Gogo is she lives for reading like she loves it so much. And I love that she loves it because I love reading. And there was I was scared for a moment that it was going to be a lost. But nope. She'll read a book, two books, three books a day if, if she gets the time. And I dig that. And so we go to the library and um, she goes off to the teen section to find her books. And she gets some Stephen King books, too, and whatever. And I go off to find books. Um, I'm looking for, again, Dean Koontz. I'm looking for Jess Mowry because my uh, Way Past Cool uh, book that I got when I was like 13 has gotten loaned out so much that I don't even know where it is anymore. I don't know which kid to go find to get my book back. I had two copies. They're both gone. I need to get a copy for uh, Triple Kenny. Um, I saw some books by a a author that I really like named Carl Weber. Uh, And Carl Weber uh, wrote books like The Players Club and, and The Players Club and uh, be a man and all these other books, whatever. I can't remember all of the names of them, but I saw that he had some books out and I was like, cool. I like him. I'm going to read these. And then I look on the back of the, the, the uh, spine of the book. And at the bottom, it says urban fiction in the library, urban fiction. And there's not even a, um, section in the library, there's not a section in the library for urban fiction. There's nothing above. There's one for mystery, one for fiction, one for nonfiction, one for historical, one for language. I know that because I looked. There is nothing in this library that says urban fiction. Nothing hanging from the ceiling that says urban fiction. No, nothing. These books are within the fiction section. But on the back of them, on the spine, it says urban fiction. Why? Why does it need that extra designation? 
Is that like the explicit lyric sign on rap music? So then white parents know not to pick this book up, not to pick this track up, not to pick this song up. Is it? I'm really curious. And I, 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 I need to go up there and ask that the librarian, why do y'all have this section? What is the use? And I'm curious to know what they say back. But right now, I'm just really dis- disappointed in the fact that they have us categorized. That they have us in this place. And we don't say anything about it because maybe we're just happy to be there. And maybe they think that black folks won't read unless the book has that on the back. Oh, another thing that I was thinking about a couple days ago. Um, one of my uh, co-workers listens to a lot of country music, like a lot, like all day long. And I mean, I'm not saying anything is bad about country music. I like country music. I like all music, as long as it's like something that I want to listen to. Um, and shout out to Andre and Kai and Terrellyn. That's a great group of people. Uh, if you ever get a chance, ask them about music. They will just... Yeah, they're when it comes to music, they are pretty much the end all and be all. Anyhow, um, so he was listening to country music, which meant I was listening to country music. Which again, I don't mind because when I listen to classical music, he's listening to country music. Uh, I just turn mine off because I can't. Since I am still learning country music. I don't know the ins and outs of great country music as much as he does. So he's just listening to it and I'm just grooving off what he's listening to and then finding it on my Spotify and uh, making playlists. (laughs) So um, I started thinking about the fact that there are so many different genres of all types. There's rock and then there's heavy metal. There's hip hop and then there's gangster rap. Um, there's R&B and then there's the R&B that now has explicit lyrics in it. And they put it on the front, you know, with uh, Trey and all of them coming up. There's, you know, more harder edged uh, R&B. And so I started wondering and I, I don't know. I, I hope so. I would really love to find it. Is there um, a harder version of country music you know is there like the soft stuff and then like somewhere deep down there's like the harder core stuff where they're like out there not even thugging i don't know like just like out there doing stuff with their friends just rolling down the street dipping skull and sipping on whiskey straight woo you know something like that is there a whole sub genre of hardcore country music and I want to find it so badly I just want to hear it just once I just believe that somebody out there has made a country album with cussing in it but I haven't found it yet and if you know where it's at please hit me up I'd really appreciate it Because I really want to know.
Fat Man Wild Spin the Beats, a single simulcast. The whole industry been in shambles. Everybody fugazi, I'm just changing the channel. Kendrick Lamar, the people's champion, a man of for analysts. Career damaging versus meditating when candles lit. I like my raps extra prolific. Some freestyling, no lunch tables and park benches. And I won't mention my 10,000 hours in training while juggling game banking. My balance and was tremendous. And now we look at the competition as quick submissions. They tapping out before we even get a chance to miss them. What this about? Is it money or skill? Maybe it's both and I got large amounts of it. It's real. You see, my oath is very unbreakable. My style is never mistakable. I can see y'all incapable. To be the god MCs, you know me well. Ridiculous, venomous, hating my heart, the sinister Run for cover, my lineage prove itself I'm rolling deep in their paper like two Adels Before scholars, I float tighter than virgin lips We here to shake the game up and you're flying through turbulence Everything is high stake nowadays, that's how I play nowadays It's like an eight ball to the face nowadays, I'm laced nowadays My gun is off the waist nowadays, it's seven figures and retainer for the case nowadays I'm talking higher power every other hour since Eddie Bowers And stash boxes and lead showers, breaking the padlock And the dead coward dying a thousand deaths and tie your line Surround yourself with bears watching, nigga, you share profit ah! This is what they want, I'm the one This is vintage from 1980-some I'm the son of the pioneer that got you near the sun Play with him, bitch, you better off voting for Donald Trump I'm yelling Mr. Kanye West for president He probably let me get some head inside the residence I'm in the White House going all out Bumping college dropout, God bless Americans Nothing more influential than rap music I merge jazz fusion with the trap music I mix black soul with some rock and roll. They never botch me in. I'm David Blaine and all you hoes. Oh yeah, let's go there. My DNA is DMT. I'm so real. My juvenile was wilder than the no yeah. A locomotive couldn't track me down in my co-rap. Running this shit with four pimps. Son of a bitch, I might demolish your bitch right in front ya. Yeah. Chico, what have you done here? Debo, all of it, one yeah. Mississippi to California, it gets annoying. Yeah. Niggas wanna deploy him and bitches wanna adore him, but industry shit ain't for him. Probably thinking it's for him. Only one me. Swallow the key and kicking the door in. Never leasing my foreign, Mr. Felix Victorin, studied the game before them Listen till you abort them, baby rappers support them To the grave I deport them, corporations extort them I'm snapping off my endorphins, an alien mighty morphin My radius rather gorgeous, hundred bill to the domain Hundred million my fortune, they call me back in the morning You're racing against the tortoise, pace myself is important Lace myself with the wisdom, my play is a enormous So pay them in for performance, saucy all on my garments Jimmy Kendrick's performing, this fucking studio haunted I tell a bitch, don't sweat me. I kill his old fucking beat if cold, let me. Eve should have never sent the instrumental. Every time I start writing, I get sentimental. Shh. Shit is just not fair. But why the fuck should I care? The story of your life here. Two young stars was born and y'all go die here. Oh, Lord, gotta be the yam. Billboard, let's need Tupac down. But number nine, make sure he lives on, yeah. Oochie, coochie, pussies in the trance. Every day a celebration. But even the valley peak to me is not validation. Nigga, this TDE and my doggies be salivating. Salaries, better ratings, and casualties all around me. Go make me do demonstrations. Whoa! Murder my allegations and burning my finger traces and turning my power pages and earning royalty payments. I'm sorry you're not relating. This party is reservated. I kill this whole motherfucking beat if J. Cole say it. My nigga each at the instrumental. I gotta slay it. I gotta lay it. Gotta show your fuckers. I'm not to play with the records and be my favorite. King Kong to the fucking greatest. Whoa! Burning my lever. Now I'm just fucking with y'all. <laughs> Ten toes to the ground. Yeah. Hey. 
Let's get the proceeds, proceeding this evening No pro scene, I'm a king, no leaning I got a better way to fight these demons Fuck do you know about my pain? Blah! Let's get the proceeds, proceeding this evening No pro scene, I'm a king, no leaning I got a better way to fight these demons Fuck do you know about my pain? If I quote it, nigga, I wrote it, nigga Six headshots, I'll erode a nigga Pop another clip and I'm reloaded, nigga Ain't no way around it, I'm the coldest, nigga Do a nigga dirty like to clothe, my nigga Get you cleaned up, then I fold you, nigga Shout out to the haters who promote a nigga Flow hot, whip cold, I'm bipolar, nigga But I don't like to talk about a rover, nigga Keep this shit a hundred, I just sold it, nigga Tired of poly looking at me like I stole it, nigga Probably just gon' cop a little Corolla, nigga Don't need no rolling on the know I'm getting older, nigga Dreamfield going way up like a floating, nigga Couple hands out like I owe them niggas Where was you when the civic was getting told, my nigga? No snakes in the grass cause I'm molded, nigga Fuck do you know about my pain? Right Cream like a old ass Laker But I ain't come to talk about all that paper That's what they talk about when they got shit to say Can't understand why niggas never got shit to do You know the saying, same shit, nigga, different day I never felt that, no way Cause on the same day a nigga doing different shit Spit different flows, hit different chicks Let my bricks and hoes see me fishing chips Why I do a lot of shows, I'm the shit that's it Got suicidal doughs, I just slit my wrist Never stingy with the hoes, word the clip and Chris So if I fuck six bitches, I got six assists, nigga the flow sick as shit, catchy bowler if you bit the shit I never take, I invent the shit, then flip the shit, then lit the shit Then bit the shit back twice, I'm that nice Whew. What's the plan? Cold keep snapping like a mustard jam Got a middle finger for Uncle Sam I done paid so much taxes I can fund Japan But instead they make a young nigga fund the man Same man to keep a young nigga under damn I just cock back nigga and my gun don't jam On a scale from 1 to 10, I'm a hundred grand, it's cold Fucking world, nigga Dreamville in this motherfucker. Top dog in this motherfucker. When you and K that shit drop. Bitch, never. They can't handle two black niggas this clever. But this February, bet shit gets scary when I fuck around and drop. That was, that was simply sensational. sensational. Single, Single simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches. <laughs> What up, everybody? It's your boy, Mr. Black, from the 5 Minutes Away podcast. If you hear this right now, you're listening to the serious single simulcast with my boy, Rashani. Now, I'll tell you, you can follow me at my at handle if you'd like, which is DTBB206. Just know there will be a whole lot of this. Hashtag single simulcast, biatches. Hashtag your podcaster's favorite podcaster. Hashtag go hawks. Hashtag Seahawks. Hashtag Hawk Gang. Hashtag 12th Man. Hashtag Russell. Last name Wilson. Hashtag LOB. And most importantly, hashtag Seahawks Strut. <laughs> I'll let you, boy, man.
shit, I'm tired. <laughs> it is. When you yawn, that's how Anita Baker did that. You just yawn your way through shit. I fucking told you, son. I love Anita Baker, but you are correct, sir. From beginning to end, 365 days of the year, I want the You know what? I'm rock for this one. <laughs> I never noticed it till just now. <laughs> I mean, at least she sounded like she was really going to sleep, other than putting you to fucking sleep like Nora Jones. Son, if you can't sleep, Two two albums that Nora Jones Nora Jones first album put you right oh my god guy. that's my and, um, and it's um, so like boring though yeah oh that's I'm, terrible I'm gonna tell you the best album to go to sleep on um is uh Boys to Men Evolution dog and yo for real if I can't sleep if I have like straight insomnia and I and there is no way I think I'm going to sleep right now putting on that album I am gone. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the album. I am out of here, dog. Oh shit! Oh, I, I can't, I can't talk too much shit about Anita Baker. My mom, when she was alive, she loved Anita Baker yeah, and Patty Labelle. Anita's a shit. Yeah, like I'm saying, Disney, but I, I still will listen to that song. Oh yeah, I'll listen to it all the day long. But it also Yo, helps that she's the only woman from that era who's still relatively attractive. True. Come on, son. Patty Labelle, dog. She got ass, son. That's because she eating all that mama's fried chicken. All she eat is soul food. She gonna be a diabetes Yo, I, victim. I need to. I need to. Ha- I need to find that that shit. Did anybody? Am I the only person on earth that remembers that award show where Patti LaBelle was singing and they gave her the Lifetime Achievement Award or some shit like that? And she was singing a song, and she just took the mic away and sing and sung out loud to the fucking crowd. And it was I the, don't remember that at all. It was the most amazing shit I've ever seen in my life, and I have never seen that shit again. Nope. She was probably yawning one day in the studio, so I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, just like that. Just just keep doing that. That's perfect. Oh, that was great. How'd you hit that note? I'm not sure. No, that wasn't it. Maybe if I hold my nose. No, that's not it either. Will you tell him to stop yawning when he yawns? That's it. Eureka! <laughs> I just found it. Eureka! That's it. Hi, this is Ricky L. Hines II, founder of the Americans United Again movement, and you are now listening to Single Simulcast. If you want to catch the AUA movement, movement you can visit us at auamovement.org single simulcast episode 200 fat man wild rashani single simulcast at gmail.com 916-572-9016 um 
Do you think you're a racist? And when I say, do you think you're a racist? I mean, actually looking within yourself, being honest, like check yes or check no. Do you think you're a racist? And when I say, do you think you're a racist? I mean, do you have any inclination in your heart that you think that uh, certain groups or certain ethnicities are um, all um, able or, or possessing of characteristics or abilities specific to that race? Are you a racist? Do you have prejudice and discrimination or antagonism directed towards someone of a different race based on the belief that that, uh, that your race is superior? Or are you a racist? I, I just, I want you to really look inside yourself and, 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 and answer that question. And if you are a racist, um, do you express it proudly or do you mask it behind... Um, reasons for your antagonism and 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 if you are not a racist good for you you're probably lying but good for you um because i'm a racist and i know other people who are racist who will never say that they're racist but they are racist because they've made racist statements around me and they've gotten checked for it racist statements such as uh asian people can't drive um 10 people hopped up in that car they must be mexican it's like a clown car up in there um white people can't dance white people can't jump and and in a whole that is just a drop of oil in a cup of milk in a whole it's just one small statement but that one drop of oil in that speck in, 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 in that cup of milk, that one drop of motor oil in that cup of milk has effectively ruined that cup of milk. Are you a racist? If one of your friends, if one of your uh, if one of the people you look up to, if one of the people that you respect and honor and just uh live by their words and just uh always just spout them and 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 flaunt their words and stuff like that if they say something racist and you agree with them or if you don't agree with them but you don't stand up are you implicit are you a racist last week two weeks ago Two weeks ago, last week, whenever, France got bombed, Paris, and um, Lebanon, and um, Nigeria, and Mali, and Kenya, and Beirut, which is Lebanon, and Syria, oh, Syria. Um, they all got bombed and people were understandably frustrated by one, but not all. And then when we said all lives matter, they said, except for in this situation, we said, are you racist? And they said, no. And then, um, people here in the United States started to, uh, 
decide that they needed to show that they were patriots and the best way to show that they were patriots were by putting down somebody else and by before you say you know what i don't do that um if you listen to podcasts or if you listen to radio shows fuck it if you listen to podcasts and your favorite podcaster gets mad at somebody else do you get mad oh wait if your favorite podcaster tells you that so-and-so said such and such about this person, would you get mad? If your favorite podcaster told you to that um, all lives matter while them putting down a life and you stand behind them putting down that life. No, it's different. Oh, well, um, these people that I'm looking at right now uh, are in Virginia, Shelbyville, Virginia, and um, a gentleman is standing before them talking about a mosque that he uh, wants to construct in the city. Uh, he's already drawn up the plans and everything. He's at a town hall meeting. Um, and... Of course, this being a town hall meeting right after uh, Paris was bombed and all these other places. <laughs> we don't care about the other places. I'm just kidding. Um, people of one ethnicity. I just want to put that out there. People of one ethnicity are uh, going out of their way to show their allegiance to I don't know who. I, I really don't know who. I haven't figured that part out yet. Uh, by putting down people that they believe to be of Muslim faith. Uh, so with that, let's go. Every Muslim is a terrorist. Period. Right now. Shut your mouth. I don't want to hear your mouth. Oh, okay. I'm done with you. Engineer Samir Salabi uh, was trying to prevent plant, present plans for a new mosque in Spotsylvania County. I want your evil cult in this mosque. Right. And I'll tell you what. Now, like I said, Shamir Shalavi in Spotsylvania County, sorry, uh, Virginia, was trying to build or was uh, talking about building a mosque. Uh, he had drawn up the plans and everything, and this big, burly white guy stands up and says, you are all terrorists. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you smile on my face. I don't care what you do. You're all terrorists. <sighs> How do you want it? How do you feel? Coming up in, in the casting I'm for real. A shooting happened at a Planned Parenthood in uh, Colorado. Uh, and there was a six hour standoff. And um, on Friday, on Friday, um, three people were killed, nine were left injured. Um, and they immediately, uh, immediately, uh, had a, 
Nobody immediately called this guy a terrorist. This is what I want to say. Nobody came out and said that this person was a terrorist except for the people that I... Let me rephrase that. A lot of people that I know who uh, live day to day in fear of being called a terrorist or live day to day in fear of being terrorized by those that we can't do anything against, such as the police, um, said that this was an act of terrorism and uh, set out reasons why this was an act of terrorism, laid it out very succinctly um, because this was done in hopes of changing people's minds, terrorizing their beliefs, their actions. Um, This was done uh, because of a belief that the attacker, the terrorist, had um, that they were better than the group that they were attacking and that gave them a right to go ahead and enact their beliefs on the other group violently. That's a terrorist act. And people that I know went ahead and called it as such and said it was a terrorist attack. Um, Of course, um, many people have assumed that this was a uh, radical political statement against the mission of Planned Parenthood. The, the shooting at the Colorado Springs Planned Parenthood was uh, it left 11 people injured and three dead with at least one of the deceased being a police officer. And again, rest in peace to all those who lost their life in this horrific terrorist attack. Um, it's not just liberals who think that this is the radical political statement against uh, Planned Parenthood with some special radical Christian conservatives uh, applauding or excusing the shooter. Saying things such as uh, Brian Warner said, hashtag Planned Parenthood shooter has done more in one day to say black babies than hashtag Black Lives Matter has done in the last several months. First of all, uh, I, I don't know that many black people in Colorado Springs. I don't know that many black people in Colorado, but definitely not in Colorado Springs. Like unless they're going to the Air Force Academy, I don't know too many. So to say that this uh, shooter saved black babies, you know what? Fuck you. Number two, DJ said, I wonder how many unborn babies were saved by this gunman interrupting normal Planned Parenthood activities. Just looking on the bright side. Number three, Ryan at Sly Flying High said, no sympathy for any pregnant female who was injured in the Planned Parenthood shooting that was there to get an abortion. She deserved it. David J. Goodwin said, active shooter, Colorado Planned Parenthood. I would think this brave hero is saving innocent baby lives. Look, dipshit. You realize that if the person dies, the baby is likely going to die as well. You also realize, let's see, let me get my music back cracking. Usage of Planned Parenthood. The services provided by Planned Parenthood affiliates vary by location, but services include... 
uh, provided by Planned Parenthood include birth control and, la- and long-acting reversible contraceptive, emergency contraceptive, breast and cervical cancer screenings, pregnancy tests, testing and pregnancy options counseling, testing and treatment for sexually transmitted diseases, sex education, vasectomies, LGBT services, and abortions. So, um, yeah, while, yeah, so, yeah. Um, Planned Parenthood, and this is Risky's top, Rouge the Bat, Planned Parenthood kills a million babies and no one bats an eye, but one brave hero tries to put a stop to that and everyone loses their mind. Number six, Planned Parenthood people want to police want police to save their lives. Strength, they don't give a damn about babies' lives. Again, this is all while this is happening. This is while the shooting is occurring. Number seven. Ironically, this crazy shooter hiding in Planned Parenthood may have saved more lives than he tried to take. Number eight, environment. Folks upset the murderers and murder enablers died at Planned Parenthood, but babies die at Planned Parenthood every day. Why shouldn't adults? Number nine, no mention of how many babies' lives were saved at Planned Parenthood. Such a shame, but good things often come from tragedy. Number 10, Colorado Springs police should count the number of innocent babies murdered by Planned Parenthood doctors and Natalia dead here. It's entirely possible many innocent lives of babies were saved by the butchers since incident began at midday. Number 11, ISIS would be a justifiable end for these baby killers. Please go to Syria and leave these babies to live a free life in America. And again, for the record, violence against innocent civilians in support of an ideology is essentially the definition of terrorism. Assuming that this was an ideologically motivated attack of which there is currently no ironclad evidence, then the shooter is the Christian equivalent of ISIS. So back to uh, Shamir Shalabi. Shalabi talked to a group uh, about that day, about the uh, meeting that he was at. The, the worst part was not to say that the gentlemen that, that were expressing their pain in such a way was the people start clapping and cheering, and, and that's what I was kind of like more taken by. The way is going on in the Middle East, and people get killed in France, and what this president is doing to this country. This is not a good time. Postpone this time. Right now, right now, what we what we looking at this is this is evil. Muslims is evil. Right now, what they're looking at is this is evil. Muslims is evil. Y'all do realize that there's like white Muslims, right? There are people who are able to be Muslims who aren't from uh, Middle Eastern countries. Um, let me just check again. White Muslims. I just, I just wonder. I just wonder how people deal with that kind of thing. 
Um, because Islam in England is the largest non-Christian religion, with most Muslims being immigrants from South Asia or descendants of immigrants from that region. Many others are from Muslim-dominated regions. Some are from Nigeria, Uganda, and Sierra Leone. But white people. The 2001 census stated that there were 179,733 Muslims who described themselves as white in the 2001 census. 65% of white Muslims described themselves as other whites and would likely have originated from locations such as Bosnia and Herzegovina, Kosovo, Adeti, Chechnya, Albania, Macedonia, and Turkey. The remainder of white Muslims identified themselves as white British and white Irish. So there are Muslims that you don't even know are Muslim. And I tried to talk to one of the guys that I knew about this before he stopped being my friend because I said that his uh, job was akin to a gang. Um, And I was like, what if one of the guys you work with is a Muslim? And he was like, well, if he doesn't stand up for what just happened, then he's just as bad as all the people who were bombing the uh, area, which no. No. Again, I'm going to say if I am... um, If I am aware of shootings in my neighborhood, if I'm aware of uh, people getting shot in my neighborhood, and I don't go out and go on the radio and say, that person should be ashamed of themselves, that doesn't make me a shooter. That's the dumbest analogy I've ever heard in my life. I do want to point out the fact that in the midst of these shootings, None of the uh, GOP presidential candidates have responded. None of them have stood up and said that this person was in the wrong. So does that make them shooters as well? Does that make them a problem as well? I mean, approximately 10 hours after a gunman went on a shooting rampage at a Planned Parenthood clinic in Colorado Springs, Colorado, only two presidential candidates have issued statements expressing support for either the three victims or the Women's Health Organization. Of the 17 candidates, only former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and Senator Bernie Sanders have put out public statements in response to the massacre, which lasted approximately five hours and resulted in the death of one police officer and two civilians. As of Friday night, none of the 14 Republican candidates have mentioned the shooting. President Obama has also not issued a formal statement at this point, although White House officials released a statement on Friday afternoon saying Obama had been briefed on the situation. The lack of response from presidential candidates may have been because of the Thanksgiving holiday. However, some candidates tweeted about other topics as details of the shooting unfolded on Friday evening. Senator Marco Rubio, for example, sent out a tweet about his campaign merchandise, um, which, of course, was hit up by people saying, how much lower can you go? A terrorist attack on our soil and you're selling stuff. Uh, Another person said, maybe your interns should turn off the auto posts on days of tragedy. And one other person said, take your shitty merchandise and shove it. Donald Trump was also tweeting during the Colorado shooting, though he steered clear of the topic entirely. Instead, he tweeted about his polling numbers and how, quote, he cannot be bought. Shortly after the shooting suspect was apprehended, Trump also released a statement insulting a New York Times reporter he had made fun of earlier in the week. 
the reporter suffers from a physical disability. President Obama weighed in early on Saturday, angrily decrying the frequency of which mass shootings have occurred in recent years and calling for legislative action on gun control. Quote, this is not normal. We cannot let it become normal. If we truly care about this, if we're going to offer up our thoughts and prayers again for God knows how many times with a truly clean conscience, then we have to do something with about the easy accessibility of weapons of war on our streets to people who have no business wielding them. Period. Enough is enough, he said. May God bless... Officer Garrett Swazi and the Americans he tried to save, and may he grant the rest of us courage to do the same thing. End quote. In an update, Republican candidates Carly Fiorina or Carly Fiorina, Donald Trump, and Mike Huckabee commented on the attack on Sunday calling the event tragic but continuing to spread claims that Planned Parenthood was selling baby parts. Ben Carson also commented on the attack calling it a hate crime. Mr. Shalabi uh, thought about postponing his town hall meeting uh, because of the attacks in Paris, he decided to hold it anyway, but never imagined it would become so hostile. My first impression was like, wow, I didn't realize that people have reached this sort of level. Muslims is evil. Did you hear the person whispering in the background? Let me tell you how that works. Let me tell you about how that works. And this is coming from experience. Um, somebody will get on and say horrible things about you and your family and your livelihood and all kind of stuff. And um, everybody who supports them or wants to be supportive of them or just wants to be on the side of the bully um, will jump behind them and say, you're absolutely right. This person is crazy. Uh, they shouldn't be doing this, blah, 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 whatever. And then some of those same people who are posting stuff about you or saying stuff about you will hit you up in a private message and say, are you okay? That person's an asshole, but I just want to make sure that you're okay. Hey, keep your head up. Don't worry. This isn't going to last too long. And I, I respect and appreciate what you're doing. Are you okay? And then they'll go right back. So this person who's behind the camera whispering, no, you're wrong. No, you're the one who's incorrect. No, you're wrong. They're just as wrong as the people who are doing it because they're not stepping up to do anything to stop it. Isn't that the way that this works? If you hear and you stand by and let it happen, aren't you implicit? Hmm. Shalabi still plans to hold a follow-up meeting in about two weeks. My first reaction is, you know, I'm not going to lump everybody in the county or anybody in my area just because of actions of few. I wouldn't be any different than, you know, those people. You know what's funny is that he's absolutely right uh, because the people yelling at him were lumping him into a group of all terrorists. And um, he had nothing to do with what they were so mad about, what they were so frustrated about, what they were ranting and raving and railing about. It's always funny that way. Um, 
So a man in Mississippi uh, shot and killed a waitress on early early on Friday morning who asked him not to smoke. Police say that Johnny Mountain was eaten at about 1 a.m. at the Waffle House in Biloxi, Mississippi, when he lit a cigarette. A waitress asked a 45-year-old Mount to put out the cigarette or smoke outside, and he began arguing with her. Police say Mount then pulled out a 9mm handgun he had concealed under his shirt and shot the 52-year-old waitress in the head. She was taken to a nearby hospital but died from her wounds. Mount was arrested as he tried to leave the restaurant and had been charged with first-degree murder. He remains held on a $2 million bond. (laughs) Donald Trump. The leading candidate for the Republican presidential primary tweeted a graphic with fake statistics about murders in the United States. The statistics are also racist and wildly inaccurate. Blacks killed by whites in 2015, 2%. Blacks killed by police, 1%. <laughs> whites killed by police, 3%. Whites killed by whites, 16%. Blacks, whites killed by blacks, 81%. Blacks killed by blacks, 97%. Official crime statistics for the United States are collected by the FBI. The racial breakdown of the victims and offenders for murders are detailed in a report that is released yearly. The 2015 report, therefore, has not yet been released. The data, however, is stable from year to year. The FBI's 2014 report, which was released in late September, reveals the statistics in Trump's graphic are fake and are designed to stoke racial prejudice against blacks. Trump's graphic states that 81% of whites who are murdered are murdered by blacks. This is false. The actual data shows that 14% of white murder victims are murdered by a black person. And in 2013, it was 13.6%. The percentage of blacks murdered by other blacks, which is 89.9%, is similar to the percentage of whites murdered by other whites at 82.3%. Trump's graphic falsely states that 97% of blacks are killed by other blacks, but just 16% of whites are killed by other whites. On Sunday morning, Trump said that a Black Lives Matter protester who was beaten up by supporters at a campaign probably deserved it. He has dismissed the Black Lives Matter movement as, quote, looking for trouble and described efforts by Democratic candidates to engage him as, quote, disgraceful. And he's leading the national polls by nearly 10 points. After his supporters beat up a Black Lives Matter protester on video, Donald Trump suggested that they might have done the right thing. The protester, a black man, reportedly started chanting Black Lives Matter at a rally in Birmingham, Alabama on Saturday. In a video captured by CNN reporter Jeremy Diamond, rally attendees swarm around the man, kicking and punching him as he curled up on the ground. Trump was asked to weigh in on his supporters' actions on Fox & Friends on, Monday, on Sunday morning. Quote, maybe he should have been roughed up, he said. It was disgusting what he was doing, end quote. The Republican frontrunner compared what happened at his rally to a Black Lives Matter protest at a Bernie Sanders event, which prompted the Democratic candidate to detail to release a detailed racial justice plan. Quote, this is not the way Bernie Sanders handled his problem, I will tell you, but I have a lot of fans and they were not happy about it. And this is a very obnoxious guy, a troublemaker looking to make trouble, Trump said. He gave a similarly winking response when his supporters had turned violent in the past. Two men in Boston said they ambushed and brutally beat a homeless Latino man because they were, quote, inspired, end quote, by Trump, who later explained 
explained his supporters, quote, are very passionate and, quote, love this country, end quote. Report that Trump supporters launching violent and racist attacks have become fairly commonplace. Another recent rally took a dark turn when attendees shoved and spat on immigration advocates. The following week, Trump supporters were filmed dragging and kicking an immigration activists while others yelled, USA, USA. After a slew of these highly publicized incidents, Trump's campaign began corralling media this week and refused to allow reporters into crowds at rallies. If you're wondering why I'm reading all these stories without really commenting, it's quite simply because I'm out of I'm I'm running low on time and there's a fuckload of dumb shit that's happening in America. A Muslim student was attacked near the University of Texas campus because a passerby thought he was listening to Islamic State instructions on his headphones. Police have stepped up patrols near New Seeds Mosque near the campus after the student was shoved to the ground following terrorist attacks in Paris, reported KEYETV. The student was wearing headphones as he walked several blocks from the mosque, and the assailant yelled at him and accused him of taking instructions from the Islamic militant group. Quote, this is like a wake-up call for us. We need to do something because we have students coming here, end quote, said Umir Ismail, the mosque imam. Police said they have increased patrols near the city's mosques and other houses of worship following the terrorist attacks that have rekindled anti-Muslim fears. Quote, we don't have any specific threats against any church or mosque or anything, but it's just we want to stay ahead of it, said Officer Daryl Grayson of Austin Police. Officers are surveyed mosques in the city to help spot potential security risks such as tall hedgerows, faulty locks, or unsecured windows. Vandals tore up a a Koran and flung fecal matter at the entryway to a mosque in Pflugerville near Austin shortly after the Paris attacks. Community members there rallied around the mosque, including a seven-year-old boy who emptied his piggy bank to help help pay for the cleanup. Esmail says his mosque has also received encouragement from the neighbors. Quote, the support and love that is out there is much greater than the hate. End quote. But wait, there's more. A new Washington Post ABC News poll shows what gut instinct was already telling you. The Donald Trump campaign's success is built on the backs of racists. Or, if you prefer a gentler word that captures the immigrant-specific questions the poll asked, xenophobes. Either way, fear of foreigners coming to America to white people isn't just driving the rhetoric of the Trump campaign, but it's quite predictably shaping who his supporters are. Quote, nearly half of GOP-leaning respondents in the poll, 47%, both support the deportation of undocumented immigrants and oppose accepting refugees from Syria and other Mideast conflicts, end quote, the the Washington Post reports. If a GOP-leaning voter supports deportation, there's a 79% chance he or she also opposes Syrian refugees, compared with 54% if they oppose deportation, end quote. Call them the twofers. Republicans who want to kick out all undocumented immigrants and stop Syrian refugees from entering. A whopping 51% of Trump supporters are twofers, compared to only 16% of all other Republican voters. Quote, put another way, pro-deportation slash anti-refugee voters account for almost three-quarters of Trump's support, the Washington Post reports. End quote. 
To be very clear, nearly every Republican in the race has pandered to the twofers on some level, stoking hysteria about Syrian refugees and talking tough on immigration, even if they fall short on embracing Trump's build-a-wall, kick-em-out program. But Trump's laser-like focus on these issues, along with the simple-minded belligerence that seems to appeal to the bigoted who are not known for their nuanced approach to issues, means that he is killing with these voters, enough to hold a comfortable lead as the primaries draw closer. While these results aren't surprising, there are a couple of important lessons to be drawn from them. One, traditional coalition building is collapsing in the Republican Party, which has become a victim of its own propaganda machine. Two, this should, but won't, put to bed any lingering hope that Trump is somehow going to say something too racist and lose his base of support. To start with the second one, because it's a sexier issue, for months now, there has been a sense in the pundit class that Trump is going to cross a line one day, saying something that will wake his supporters up to the fact that he is not ready to win a general election, causing them to give up their love affair with the orange one and move, however reluctantly, to a Marco Rubio or Jeb Bush. This assumption underestimates how enraged these voters are. These are people who are often feeling like they, lo- they are losing their identity. This group is animated by the idea that white Christian conservatives are the dominant class by rights and that any power to sh- any attempt to share power is capitulation. The Bushes and Rubios of the world are seen as squishes, those who think that conservatism can somehow be separated from this white Christian identity. As the poll shows, xenophobia is broadly popular in Republican circles, but clearly it is a priority issue for Trump supporters. People who are in such a panic state, believing their very identity is under threat by growing racial and ethnic diversity, aren't going to be interested in people who they see as accepting change is inevitable, even if they promise to slow it down. They want to hear that it can be stopped, even reversed, and Trump is making that promise. The entire situation is also a nice reminder that the politics of coalition building, as frustrating and contentious as they can be at times, have benefits over the multi-decade conservative effort to use propaganda to create a singular lockstep coalition. Democrats work by bringing people with different issues together, settling difference through compromise and often tedious amounts of discussion. For decades now, the right has gone a different route using talk radio, conservative publications, and Fox News to create a singular conservative identity and persuading people in the coalition to adjust themselves to it. By the way, did you hear about the uh, Fox News uh, dinner party or Fox News show where one Fox News member uh, asked another one if they made Kool-Aid? For their Thanksgiving dinners. (laughs) Yeah. That was uh, special to me. It's always going to be special to me. Matter of fact. Fox News host Harris Faulkner appeared momentarily stunned during a Thanksgiving cooking segment on Wednesday when host Brian Kilmeade asked her if she served Kool-Aid with her meals. On the final episode of Fox and Frenzy for the Thanksgiving holiday, Faulkner shared her recipe for making peach cobbler. And she's standing amongst four white people. And one black woman, one black woman, four white people. As with most 
short morning show cooking segments, Faulkner was rushing to explain how the dish was prepared until Kilmeade forced her to do a double take. Quote, do you make Kool-Aid, end quote, he asked. Quote, uh, do I what, she replied. Make Kool-Aid, Kilmeade repeated. Uh, no, Faulkner stuttered. I, I don't make Kool-Aid. She's one of the hosts of Outnumbered, and today she is cooking with friends. Here's Faulkner and Adora Bella join us with a special holiday recipe. You're going to make peach cobbler. We are, and good morning, everybody. Good morning. Who are my morning. friends? Bella. Good to see you. Great to see you. Hi, Bella. Bella, tell them what you're going to do. I'm going to pour the mixture into the bowl. That's all right, Bella idea. has uh, added all you're the... You're done, stir sweet. So far. All right, so now I'm going to take my peaches, and I'm just going to lay Which is great that they're canned, by the way, because you can do this any time of the year. You can do this. I, I do it in the summer, so and I put fresh strawberries in here, too. Oh, oh, what a good yeah. idea. Right? Cool That's another. I'm going to try this. Uh, do I do what? Make Kool-Aid. Uh, no, I, I don't make Kool-Aid. Uh, but I made an adult summer. beverage oh. for us. She did. She brought yeah. us a good one. Boom. <sighs> yeah. These are those moments. You know, again, I just want to say that last year about this time, ISIS offered support to, uh, Black Lives Matter and to black folks who were going through uh, the struggles and racism of the racist cops and the racist military state in Ferguson. But all lives matter to the white folks out here who we're looking for help from. Are these jokes or am I serious? No, I'm serious. Um, let's see what else. Oh, yeah. But I'll get to that in a second. Republicans are now moving to dump fascist Donald Trump. <laughs> Many say that the populist crazy talk is typical of the White House primaries, but Republican frontrunner Donald Trump's increasingly incendiary remarks are leading some conservatives to brand him a, quote, fascist and party rivals to ramp up attacks against him. Which isn't going to work. I just wanted to point that out real quick before we moved on to the next thing. Trans people have been hanged, stoned to death, and even killed by their own parents, according to a new report. It highlights the tragedy of 271 trans and gender variant people, at least, who have been killed in the last 12 months. 37 were 21 years old or younger. Brazil, with 118 murders, and Mexico, with 34, once again lead the list of most reported killings of trans men and women, according to Transgender Year of Trans Murder Monitoring Project. The USA has seen 27 killings of trans people, an increase of 17 from last year. The UK, Canada, France, and Australia each had one reported trans murder each. But even these harrowing stories are likely just the tip of the iceberg. Media organizations, including normally reputable Western names, are often guilty of misgendering the victims when they are trans, making it even more difficult to get a real sense of the problem. And even in countries where rights for gays and lesbians have made progress, it is clear there are still dangerous places for trans people to exist. The full detailed list makes for difficult reading, with the majority of the deaths being trans women of color. And don't worry, we're going to get to that list in a second. Myang, 
A migrant from Bali, Indonesia, were, was found dismembered in her home in Brisbane, Australia. She was killed by her husband. Deshonda Tata Sanchez, 21, was killed in Los Angeles while pounding on a door for help. Brie Golick, a gender-fluid artist from Akron, Ohio, was alleged to be stabbed to death by their father. Alex Rocher, co-chair of Transgender Europe, said it was important to learn from these statistics. Quote, Transgender Day of Remembrance is there to honor the people who have lost their lives to brutal transphobia. End quote. Resher told Gay Star News. Quote, Our trans murder monitoring data shows that many more murders are reported where there is a trans where, where there is a strong trans movement. This means that we learn only about the tip of the iceberg and that organizing ourselves does make a difference. The police, the judicial system, the media, and the wider public must never misgender, misname, or misreport a trans person's death. At least in death, the victim's dignity must not be violated again. It is so important for all of us to come together on Transgender Day of Remembrance to commemorate the victims and see it as a task to work together to prevent further murders and to improve trans people's general living conditions. Rest in power. Rafaela Cavacant da Silva, 21 years old. Gavota Wilson Dos Santos, 35 years old. Anaya Asia Parker, 47 years old. Mayang Presieto, 27 years old. Enin, who was not reported, the age was not reported, was repeatedly beaten with various objects on the face. Kitty Collins, 60 years old. Her partner, 58-year-old man, was a suspect. Gaia Borge, 48 years old. Sinjin Gul, age not reported. Linegra Capote Galvis, 22 years old. Kajal Mansuri, age not reported. Police arrested five Hijras as suspects. Jennifer Loud, 27 years old. The victim was choked and eventually died of asphyxiation. The alleged suspect is a U.S. Marine who was participating in a regular military exercise under the Visiting Forces Agreement. Sarah Prez Dos Prezeres de Jesus, 27 years old. Anagdo Claudio Combelli, 45 years old. Not named, 25 years old. Jose Juan Santa Sanchez, 40 years old. Mary Joy Ana Nuevo, age not reported. Aside from suffering 33 stab wounds, she was also strangled to death and robbed of her possessions. Paulo Vieira Martins, not reported. Person of color. Glidel Labranda, age not reported. The victim suffered from 29 stab wounds around the neck. The suspect repeatedly and reportedly used a nail cutter. Keita, age not reported. 
the news organization stated that she was beaten up in police custody and later died from her wounds. Paulina B.F., 26 years old. Ashley Sherman, 25 years old. Person of color. Danielle Guerrero Leon, 54 years old. Flavia Alcantara de Sousa, 34 years old. Jefe Christian Vallejo Murillo, age not reported. No name, not reported. The body of the victim was partially burned and one of its legs got mutilated. Elijah Walker, 20 years old, person of color. Kimberly Sodi Ricardo Reyes, 28 years old. The victim was intensely beaten, including a comatose state. As a denigrating act, the aggressors cut the victim's hair. Mike Cone, age not reported, was a person of color. Raisa, not reported, age not reported. Raquel Cardoso de Oliveira, 40 years old. Adriana Aquino Dos Nascimento, 16 years old, person of color. Layla Bursa, age not reported. Omer Jason Batista Guzman, 22 years old. Sabi Barani, 26 years old. Gisley Fowler, 24 years old, was a person of color. Edgar, Edgar Tolentino, 19 years old. Lucima Pereira Dos Santos, age not reported. No name, 25 years old, and was a person of color. Jose Carrizo, 55 years old. Ramona Dos Santos, 31 years old. Laley Madero Dos Santos, 48 years old. No name, age not reported. Tiara Franco, age not reported. Galvano, Alvaro Galvan, 41 years old. Jose Mauricio, 40 years old. Pamela, age not reported. Melissa Juan David Savalos Montenegro, 25 years old. Antonio Garcia, 26 years old. The aggressor disfigured the victim's face. Patricia Silvestre, 36 years old. No name, age not reported. Juana Veloso de Oliveira, 36 years old. Juana was a person of color. No name, not reported on November 30th, 2014. Deshonda Tata Sanchez, 21 years old. She was a person of color and she was killed while pounding on the door of a home seeking help. Vanessa Woolies Hosen Orezan Cobis, 25 years old. Sunny Angela, 31 years old. Jamil Macedo da Silva, 23 years old. Pamela Mate Moreno, age not reported. Valeria John Harry Sabogal Garcia, age 37. The victim's body received nine bullet shots. Wilman Jose Bullman Cassiani, 29 years old. The victim was repeatedly beaten on the face. Kimori Shatoya Johnson, 24 years old, was a person of color. Police arrested a 25-year-old man as, as a suspect. Jesus A. Saw Soriano Lizarraga, age not reported. Rafaela de Silva Sousa, 30 years old. Joaquina Gomez Polycarpo, 23 years old, was a person of color. Danilo Roger Ramos Silvero, 23 years old. 
Nikelli, age not reported. Gilsado Rodriguez Dos Santos, 22 years old. And yes, I'm not even halfway through this list. Cristal Felipe Da Silva, 31 years old, was stabbed 17 times. Claudia Costa, 31 years old, was stabbed 24 times. Vanessa, age not reported, was a person of color, died on December 14, 2014. Claudine Paz de Oliveira, 29 years old, was killed on December 15, 2014. Paulo Sergio Gomez Da Silva, 33 years old, was killed on December 16, 2014. Marisol Juan Luis Morales Almeida, was 29 years old and died on Christmas 2014. No name not reported killed on Christmas 2014. No name not reported killed on Christmas 2014. Roberto Elizu Nobre was 27 years old, died December 26, 2014, was a person of color. Delon Vera, 26 years old, died on the 29th of December 2014. The victim's face was burnt using a acid and later was stabbed. No name, 25 years old, killed on New Year's Eve. The victim's body was found inside a bag with a note from a group of drug dealers. Angel Gabby, Jose Gabriel Robles Samaron, 28 years old. No name, 50 years old. Veronica Bismarck, 20 years old, died on New Year's Day. Lorena Olivia Garcia was 37 years old, died on January 3rd, 2015. The victim was violently attacked in the face. No name and age not reported, died on January 3rd, 2015. No name, 27 years old, died on January 8, 2015. The victim was shot once in each eye. She was also a victim of uh, person of color. Lamar Edwards, 20 years old, died January 9, 2015. He was a person of color. And I Cruz Cruz, age not reported, died on January 9, 2015. Carlos Segun- Carlos Segunda Flores, age not reported, died on January 9, 2015. Juju Perez-Sorez died on January 9, 2015. The victim was shot at close range before the killer fled by car. She was also a person of color. No name, 17 years old, died January 10, 2015. The victim had been raped and then beaten to death with a rock. She was also a person of color. La Marocha... Alvarez, 29 years old, died on January 11, 2015. It is suspected that the aggressor was a hired assassin. Joselito Jose Luis Saladar Almeida, 24 years old, died January 12, 2015. Bruna, age not reported, died January 12, 2015. By the way, I am reading directly from the TVT Research Project 2015 Trans Murder Monitoring Results uh, located at www.transrespect.org. Bia was 24 years old. She was a person of color and she died January 16, 2015. Pia Da Silva died on January 16, 2015, was 27 years old. The perpetrators released a video of Pia's torture and killing. She was well-known and loved in the Samba community. She was also a person of color. Pravadlita was 25 years old when she died on January 17, 2015. 
Lamia Beard, 30 years old, died on January 17th. She was a person of color. Ha Canlis, 17 years old. The victim had stab wounds all over the body and was found dead, dumped in a river. Hyundai O, 35 years old, died January 19th. Hyundai was an asylum seeker from Turkey. Danny Diaz Ramos was 51 years old. She got hit by a car while she was working as a sex worker. Mia, 25 years old, died January 24th. Leandro Boita died at, on January 25th at the age of 26. Ty Underwood, 24 years old, died January 26th. He was a person of color. B.E. was strangled to death by a client of hers who hid her body under the sofa. Her age was now reported she died January 26, 2015. Carolina Zisto Rojas was 20 years old when she was killed by a 39-year-old ex-boyfriend. Died January 27th. Axel Polis Monte Nicholson was 32 years old when he died on January 31st. Yasmin Vash Payne was 33 years old when her boyfriend murdered her on January 31st. She was a person of color. Camilla Flores, age and death date were not reported. Marillo Henrique Lopez was 24 years old and a person of color when they died on January 31st, 2015. Daha Gabriel de Jesus was 36 years old and a person of color when they died on February 1st, 2015. Didenia was 18 years old and a person of color died on February 1st, 2015. Melina Lucas de la Cerda was a person of color, died on February 7th, 2015. Their age was not reported. Pata Silva Costa was 35 years old and died on February 7th, 2015. Jose Mazel Sanchez Zapata was 17 years old when they died on February 8th, 2015. The victim was a minor and was killed while sleeping. Joyce Akira, age now reported, died February 8, 2015. Joyce was shot in the head four times after the attackers yelled transphobic slurs. No name not reported February 10, 2015. Penny Proud, 21 years old, died February 10, 2015. Uh, Penny was a person of color. No name not reported uh, February 12, 2015. The victim was hanged from a tree. No name not reported. The victim was strangled with her bra on February 12, 2015. Brianne Golick, 22 years old, February 13, 2015. Brianne was killed by their father. Kappa 2, 31 years old, killed February 13, 2015, was a person of color. No name not reported. Died February 13th. Jose Esquivel Estrada Sotelo was 37 years old when they passed on February 15, 2015. Christina Gomez Reinwald, 47 years old, died February 15, 2015. They were a person of color. No name, 45 years old, uh, died February 15, 2015. Reza Adamas Borges Marino was 19 years old when they died on February 16, 2015. No name not reported was killed on February 20th, 2015. Evelyn Carolina Mora Rivera was 50 years old when she passed on February 21st, 2015. Samaya Dalmar Eels was 26 years old 
uh, when they died on February 22, 2015. And in spite of suspicious circumstances, police have not investigated the death. Samaya was a person of color who had migrated to Canada from Somalia with her family as a child. Lara Machado, 16, died on February 22, 2015. Lara was attacked by a client. She was also a person of color. Marlon Delgado Cabrera was 24 when they died on February 23rd, 2015. The victim was hit on the head with several stones. Kaidi Senya Passos was 23 years old, passed on February 24, 2015. Kaidi, I'm going to say Katie. Might be Katie. Katie was attacked by three men in her home. She was also a person of color. Agata Renata was 23 years old, and she had been raped before she was killed. On February 27, 2015, she was a person of color. Oliveira Santos died at the age of 20. On February 27, 2015, the victim was a person of color. No name, 25 years old, died February 27, 2015. No name, age of 20. Date of death not reported. Australia Barboza Ochoa was 32 years old, died on February 28, 2015. Natalia Faraz was 21 years old, died on February 28, 2015. Vivana Mahedrayo was 25 years old and died on March 1, 2015. The victim had been intimately involved with one of the perpetrators. Lorena Balls was 28 years old, died on March 1, 2015. Javier Alberto... Uh, Nevis Canteros was 33 years old and the victim's assassin was a minor uh, was killed March 2nd, 2015 Barbie Billiant Hernandez Gonzalez 35 years old died on March 2nd, 2015 Keisha Blige was 33 years old and died on March 7th, 2015 the victim was a person of color Luisa Alberto Quintero was 34 years old, died on March 8, 2015. No name, 25 years old, died on March 13, 2015. Regina Tupinata da Silva was 34 years old, and she was killed by her partner on March 13, 2015. She was also a person of color. Yorley Alexandra Bustamante Nino was, Nino was 30 years old and died on March 14, 2015. Cristal... Zovinovich Borowski, age not reported, died on March 17, 2015. No name not reported, died on March 17, 2015. Bianca Arajo was 22 years old, died on March 20, 2015. The victim was killed by a prospective client. She was a victim of, she was a person of color. Adriana De Silva's Martin, 24 years old, died March 22, 2015. Michelle, 27 years old, died March 22, 2015. Boninia, age now reported, died March 24, 2015, was a person of color. Patricia Faraz, 27 years old, died March 24, 2015. Vanessa Santillon, 33 years old, died March 28, 2015. Lotinia Souza de Ebreu. 44 years old, died March 29, 2015. Maya Hall, 20 years old, died March 30, 2015. The victim was killed by police after crashing into a National Security Agency guard post. She was a person of color. Stephanie, age not reported, died March 30, 2015. The victim was a person of color. No name, 
23 years old, date of death not reported. Shirley, age 25, died on March 31st, 2015 in Medellin, Colombia. I'm just saying that because I just finished watching Narcos a couple of weeks ago and I'm like never visiting there. Like ever. My friend sent me a um, link for a flight from like New York to Medina and I was like, nope. No name, 30 years old, uh, date of death not reported. Deborah, age and date of death not reported. Shirley Henestroza, 27 years old, died March 31st, 2015. The aggressors tried to steal the victim's from, steal the victim's belongings, and they shot her. Vanessa Gonzaroli, 18 years old, died Mar- or April 3rd, 2015. Simeona Eva, 17 years old, the victim was senselessly killed with multiple stab wounds all over the body on March or on April 5th, 2015. Sana, age not reported, died April 6, 2015. The perpetrator killed one of the victim's cis colleagues and gang raped one of her trans colleagues after attacking the group. Kimberly Vanessa Cubides Rodriguez, 19 years old. Uh, two men shot Kimberly on April 10, 2015. Bruna Michelle, 20 years old, passed on April 11, 2015. The victim was a person of color. Victoria Camargo, 29 years old, April 12, 2015. Uh, Bruna Cuesta, 15 years old, died April 15, 2015. The victim was a person of color. Bruna, 47 years old, passed away April 16, 2015. Jean, age not reported, passed away April 17, 2015. The victim was a person of color. Job Rodriguez de Silva, 46 years old, passed away April 17, 2015. Bianca Bittencourt, age not reported, was murdered on April 18, 2015. Mikel Bebel Breithman, age not reported, uh, date of death, April 21, 2015. Yosami Munoz Robiana, 24 years old. A group of adolescents stoned Yosani on April 26, 2015. Katie Flores Correa, age not reported, died on April 26, 2015. Yosviani Nunos Robiana uh, was 24 years old when they passed on April 26, 2015. Alma Ruth Bilgi was 30 years old when they passed on April 28, 2015. Katie Flores Correa, age not reported, date of death not reported. Um, GPA, age of 39, date of death not reported. Uh, Tati Barcia Camillo, age 19, date of death not reported. Tati's body was dismembered. Palena Sami, 47 years old. Died April 30th, 2015. No name, death not reported, or age not reported. Died on uh, May 7th, 2015. The victim was a person of color. No name, age not reported. Uh, died on May 9th, 2015. The victim's body showed signs of torture. Anili Ferretti, age not reported. Died on May 9th, 2015. Simon Shahazi. Uh, age not reported, died on May 9, 2015. Billy Yassin, 
age not reported, died May 9, 2015. Shahaz Tanvir, age not reported, died May 9, 2015. Now, the last four that I said um, were all, or the last three that I said were all in Pakistan, uh, Islamabad. And so I'm just going to assume that they were all murdered together, making that a hate crime upon, I mean, it was already a hate crime, but a mass murder, terrorist attack. Sabrina Ferreira de Castro, 21 years old, uh, May 10, 2015, the victim was killed by a police sergeant, Yin Let, age not reported, May 11, 2015. La Monique de Roma, 43 years old, murdered on May 15, 2015. London Chanel, age 21, murdered on May 18, 2015. In Philadelphia, the victim was a person of color. Takan Arbrin Vanel, uh, 21 years old, murdered on May 18, 2015. Vandressa Vinette, age not reported, murdered on May 18, 2015. Barbara Soldre, 29 years old, killed on May 25th, 2015. Priscilla Soros da Silva, 23 years old, died on May 29th, 2015. The victim was a person of color. Franchella Mendez, age 29, uh, died on May 30th, 2015. Francella Mendez Rodriguez, age 29, died on May 30th, 2015. Regina Texera da Silva, age now reported, died on May 31st, 2015. Mercedes Williamson, age 17, uh, date of death not reported. Carol Mello, age 30, died on June 3rd, 2015. No name, age not reported, killed on June 30th, 2015. Uh, Andrea Amato, age 29, died on June 4th, 2015. Pamela, age 34, three persons attacked and shot Pamela. The police caught the murderers. Uh, Pamela was killed on June 5th, 2015. Kelly Silva, 31 years old, killed on June 9th, 2015. Kwani Vargas de Silva killed uh, June 13th, 2015 at the age of 35. Paloma, age 28, died on June 18th, 2015. Paloma was a trans activist. Yasmin Zavala, age not reported, was killed on June 18, 2015. Laura Vermont, age 18, was killed on June 20, 2015. Two policemen were arrested for Laura's murder. Isabelle Cladino, age 19, killed on June 23, 2015. Jasmine Collins, 33, was killed on June 23, 2015. She was a person of color. No name not reported. Six died June 24, 2015. The victim received several gunshots on her face. Her body was found with her hands tied and wrapped in a Mexican flag. Angie, age not reported, died on June 26, 2015. Several men fired against Angie. Jose Antonio Tino Hidalgo, age 26, uh, was murdered on June 27, 2015. The victim was brutally beaten and decapitated.
Bruna Mendez de Jesus, age 27, died on June 29, 2015. The victim was a person of color. No name and not reported. Date of death was not reported. The victim's body was found in the cemetery. No name and not reported. Uh, date of death was June 30, 2015. Uh, Barbie Bolivar, age 24, Murdered on July 2nd, 2015 by her partner, Jesus Garcia Hernandez, age 21, July 3rd, 2015. Daya Rani Kanar, age 65, was murdered on July 3rd, 2015. Muhammad Irfan, age not reported, was killed on July 3rd, 2015. No name and not reported. Uh, date of death was on July 5th, 2015. No name, age 40, uh, murdered on July 6, 2015. The victim was shot several times in her chest. No name, 34 years old, uh, murdered on July 9, 2015. The victim was an immigrant from Brazil. Bruna Toro, 34 years old, killed July 7, 2015. Cheryl Oshaggy. Alvarez Santana was 18 years old, uh, murdered July 14, 2015. Ashton O'Hara, 25 years old, was murdered on July 14, 2015. The victim was a person of color. India Dos Nascimento, 29 years old, murdered on July 14, 2015. No name, not reported, murdered on July 15, 2015. Erica Aguilera, 25 years old, July 16, 2015. Gilhermina Vitor Flor was 39 years old and was killed on July 16, 2015. They were a person of color. Juani Giovanna, 29 years old, was killed on July 16, 2015. Gabby was 32 years old when they died on July 17, 2015. Another Gabby was 26 years old when they died on July 18, 2015, and they were a person of color. Juanita Dos Nascimento Silva was 22 years old when they were killed on July 19, 2015. Giovanni Francisco Perez was 29 years old when they were killed on July 20, 2015. India Clark was 25 years old and a person of color. Died on July 21, 2015. No name, 41 years old, died July 21st, 2015. Nappy Luthers was 20 years old, uh, was killed on July 21st, 2015. They were a person of color. Casey Haggard was 66 years old and died on July 23rd, 2015. No name, 45 years old, died on July 25th, 2015. Gretel, 23 years old, was killed on July 26, 2015. Patricia, 29 years old, was killed on July 27, 2015. No name not reported was killed. Uh, Agent, date of death not reported, was attacked by several men with knives. Uh, wow, there were actually three people who were attacked by several men with knives uh, in that group. Serenita, uh, age and date of death not reported. Laura Mayano, 35 years old, date of death not reported. Laura's body showed several signs of torture. Her genitals mutilated and her face was disfigured. 
No name not reported. Uh, age and date of death not reported. Shade Schuler, 22 years old, date of death not reported was a person of color. Patricia Melo Del Santos, 36 years old, was uh, killed on August 4, 2015. Amber Monroe was killed on August 8, 2015 at the age of 20. She was a person of color. Candace Capri, 35 years old, was killed on August 11, 2015. She was a person of color. Andy, whose age was not reported, was killed on August 15, 2015. It is presumed that the killers were clients of the victim. No name, age not reported, was killed on August 15, 2015. It is presumed that the killers were clients of the victim. They died alongside Andy. Tamara Dominguez, 36 years old, died on August 15, 2015. The victim was a person of color. Amanda Mariel Fernandez Alves was 31 years old and died on August 15, 2015. The victim's house was robbed and burned. Vitor Hugo Angelo Dos Santos was 25 years old and died on August 24, 2015. Florida Silva Carniero was 39 years old and they died on August 27, 2015. Cesar Gonzalez Pachua was 35 years old and died on August 30, 2015. Tutko Linda, age not reported, date of death, August 31st, 2015, was stabbed 200 times by her client who confessed, who confessed the murder and claimed, quote, I felt regret after our sexual intercourse and we got into a fight. Then I lost my temper and killed her, end quote. Marcella Estefania Chocobar was 26 years old and passed on September 6, 2015. Paul age not reported, was murdered on September 8, 2015. They were a person of color. Deepa Bandiopaya was 55 years old was killed on September 11, 2015. Waleska Rayela was 24 years old and was murdered on September 12, 2015. They were a person of color and was stabbed 27 times by a 17-year-old boy. El Alves de Souza was 22 years old and passed on September 16, 2015. No name, not reported, age not reported, uh, was killed on September 20, 2015. No name, age not reported, was killed on September 22nd, 2015. Jay Galliano was killed on September 23rd, 2015 at the age of 32. C. Netos Alves de Matios was killed at the age of 21 on September 23rd, 2015. In the perpetrator's home, remains of three dead bodies were found. The perpetrator was called a homophobic serial killer. Alexia, 20 years old, was murdered on September 24, 2015. And Cody Almos, 53 years old, was killed on September 25, 2015. Cody was brutally murdered in her own home. Her body showed a gunshot in the chest, numerous stab wounds in the back and dorsal areas, and a bruise covering the right eye. Rest in power. Rest in power.
Fat Man Wild, uh, close us out. Single simulcast. No, 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 no. We can keep sweeping the things that we find uh, uncomfortable to us under the rug. We can keep living our lives uh, blissfully ignorant of what's happening to people who aren't us all the time. But at some point, we're going to have to open our eyes and see that this world is pretty messed up. And it's messed up under our watch. And it's messed up in large part because of horrible people who were unchecked by people like us who see these things happening but don't want to stand up or or or, or worry to what's going to happen if they stand up or don't want to be outcasted or don't want to be put down or don't want to be let down or don't want to be hurt but sticks and stones may break your bones but these people are dying we got to do something you got to say something No longer should you be willing to stand back and watch somebody bash somebody else because, hey, they're not like me or, hey, they're not talking about me or, hey, these people are my friends or, hey, I don't want to be next. You know what? I have sat there and been put down by people and have said to myself, but they're my friends and they're really not. And people have stood by and heard people bash others and just malign others and just espouse the most hateful things. And you will say, but these people are my friends, so I've got to support them. And that's not how this should work. It's almost the new year. It's almost Christmas. Everybody can do better. I can do better. And I used to think, what what is me saying something going to do? Why don't I get out there and actively participate in changing what's going on in this world? And I realized me talking about it is giving a voice to the situation and letting others know about the problem. I'm not able to get to other parts of the country and protest and to march and to walk and to do everything that some of the folks out there are able to do. But I'm able to report. I'm able to talk about it. And I'm able to hope that these things are enacting a change in somebody. If it's enacting a change in one person, that's wonderful. If it's enacting a change in 10 people, that's a miracle. But I hope this is bringing a change to you. It's bringing a change to me. Some of the things that I've been through, I just thought were like horrible. And the 200 episodes that I've been doing single simulcast, I have seen and been part of some horrible stuff. I've had horrible things happen to me and I've done horrible things to others. But damn it. I've learned And here's something that I do want to point out. If you're on your 400th episode, if you're on your 600th episode, if you're on your 1,000th episode, if you're on your 200th episode, if you're like in your 30s and you're doing podcasts and you're still beefing with people, if you're still finding somebody to nag at and point at and malign and harass and just criticize and just hurt, Why? Why? (sighs) Let's do better.
and I almost forgot. <laughs> um, so a couple episodes back, um, I was fortunate enough to be joined by the homie, uh, the little homie, the, the homie, uh, William J. Jackson from Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. Be sure to check him out on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio. It's everywhere. Just check my feed. Um, I got links to it all over the place because, you know, support your own. Been doing it since uh, 2000 and whatever. Just wanted to point that out. Episode 200. Um, But, yeah, he and I were on a show together um, where we were talking about uh, stuff. And one of the things that came up was uh, this kid by the name of C.J. Pearson, uh, who was getting on uh, President Obama about going out to see Ahmad, uh, inviting Ahmad to the White House because of his clock, uh, but not speaking on the police officers who lost their lives in Texas or something like that. I don't know. And back then, you know, everybody was like, he's an idiot. And then Republicans were like, he's great. And I was like, kids, you have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Just wait until you get a little bit older and you're going to see that your life experiences right now don't really amount to much. Well, um, it turns out that this kid, CJ Pearson, has apparently renounced his activism for the Republican Party and has announced his intentions to be independent in his viewpoints. Via CNN, quote, over the past few days, I have thought about essentially how I don't want people to follow me because I'm that anti-Obama kid or who called out Hillary Clinton or who took Bernie Sanders to task, Pearson said. I don't want to be the conservative wonder kid that people follow because I make them feel good and like young people are part of their movement. I want to be followed because I am the voice of a generation that doesn't have a voice at the table. He said that the video of Laquan McDonald being shot 16 times by a police officer in Chicago helped open his eyes to the systematic problems or systemic problems of racial discrimination in America and the need to look at the issues objectively. For those of y'all who don't know, um, Laquan McDonald was a 17-year-old young man um, who was murdered last year in Chicago uh, by a police officer who then said that uh, Laquan came at him with a knife and that Laquan stabbed the tire of his car so he had no choice but to shoot Laquan 16 times. Now, when the video came out showing that none of that happened, a year later, uh, because initially the uh, Justice (laughs) Department uh, had a tape but found no wrongdoing with the officer who shot uh, Laquan of course and then a reporter went and got another angle of the recording uh, from another uh, cop cam another police officer's vehicle and saw the whole incident that happened including the shooting while Laquan was shown to be walking away from the police officer had his back turned to him and everything Uh, And then all of a sudden, that cop is now uh, under arrest and going to jail for first-degree murder. A year later, 
literally a year later. And so uh, folks around the world are, let me be honest, folks around the world are understandably upset at Paris. Uh, black folks here in the United States of America are um, upset about Laquan McDonald uh, passing away and being murdered and getting no justice. And so over uh, the over black holiday or black friday uh they actually did what a lot of people have been trying to talk about doing but nobody ever really wanted to do and shut down black friday shopping on michigan avenue in chicago and a manager of a local burger king uh said that the police wiped more than an hour of surveillance footage from his chain servers after last year's shooting uh, of Laquan. Um, he said that several detectives barged into the Burger King demanding the password to access survey, surveillance footage that would have captured the crucial minutes before and after Officer Jason Van Dyke opened fire on the 17 year old, killing the black teen. The fatal shooting would not have been captured on the restaurant's cameras pointed towards the parking lot, but the video may have shown what court documents described as McDonald brandishing a knife in the parking lot. Yep, yep, yep. As I said, Van Dyke shot McDonald 16 times at about 9.50 p.m., a short distance from the Burger King. By the time those officers and a member of the department's technical support left the restaurant after lingering for about three hours, Jay Darshane contends the 86 minutes of footage recorded from 9.13 to 10.39 p.m. vanished from their computer. Again, Van Dyke shot him at 9.50 so in the midst of all of this uh horribleness and uh cops being cops and uh thinking that they were going to get away with it they were found out so in the midst of this uh horrendous um murder cj uh has decided to become a independent, I guess, which, okay, you know, that's, that's great. Um, I don't really know where you were, uh, when Rakia got killed. Um, not sure where you were when Trayvon was murdered, um, or Eric or Michael, uh, or Walter, um, or Sandra, um, you know, but whatever, uh, not really sure how this opened your eyes to racial discrimination unless you just didn't know what racial discrimination was before this, you know, but whatever, um, I guess. I should say hi, welcome, but I can't because here's my, here's, here's the mindset on this one. Kid, you weren't even old enough to vote yet. You're affecting change for people and you can't even make the change. You know, um, I know people who have family who are Republican and so their kids grow up Republican. I know people who have family who are Democratic and so their kids grow up Democrats. But 
if there was ever a time where just sit back and watch maybe the the movement the the solution it would be in these situations when you're like 13 14 or 15 and really just need to observe so then you can enact change when you get old enough to make that difference and instead I don't know if his family is Republican or what, but instead he went gung ho. And in doing so, a lot of people are giving this to side eye. Like, yeah, you're trying to make a change, whatever. Um, and I'm sorry that, um, it took this for him to see what's always been there. Um, and I hope that he is steadfast in his decision to stay independent. I'll be looking for videos about Bernie Sanders next. Uh, supporting Bernie Sanders. So hopefully that will come to fruition. But this is Single Simulcast Episode 200. Uh, I'm Rashani. That's Batman Wild. Thank you for checking us out. I really do appreciate it. Y'all be good or else be good at it. Peace.
I'm Phoenix Kalita. I represent Gorilla Feminism Chicago, and I once won a Nobel Peace Prize in Awesomeness, and that is why you should listen to Single Simulcast. Yeah, we still dying over red and blue stripes Chunk my set up and it feel good Cause don't nobody love you more than your neighborhood Y'all always had bitches, we don't love those Whip around the gangsters and the cutthroats Be careful where you at, you might get bust on Yeah All my South Central niggas in good wood Twisting fingers up Compton and Watts, the east side always turning up Bad bitches up at Greystone and Supper Club Tell them where we from, like This song. God in the middle with a month, let me hit the pawn shop, mama said we need a loan God, let me dedicate this to the 80% that ain't never coming home God, let me know you exist in a city where on the hollow tips get thrown I'm off this centennial Fucking at the party, nigga, at the party, we fade 10 or more My hook ain't thinking, we yelling, we in this bitch, then we yelling We in your bitch, who you telling, all of us are dwelling Inside of Tupac, a lips to hug life and we off that whoopty whoopty whoop And we in that hoopty with the two Drop us and we guarantee the shoes Lock us in the LA County Zoo Watch us eat a barrel live and ooh This feels so good to keep it true This feels so good I'm keeping you hope I'm teaching you all the lessons I learned When I make that turn off the 110 Watch that marijuana just burn This shit just make you wanna just sin See that staple sin I yearn And if the Lakers give me a win I'm go lick a shot in memory of Pac Machiavelli lives again Bitch I'm in, bitch I'm in, So many fell down around here and they won't tell And I ain't talking love, girl, but I know how you feel You've been living in fear Remember I'm right here They got your world on wheels, girls roll through the mills off the tin Shit ain't nobody fake that isn't it from me.
single simulcast.